Hey guys, it's me, Alexandria Nicole, and welcome back to Lattes in Life. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to be here today with you all. I want to say Merry Christmas from LA. Um, For those of you who don't celebrate, happy holidays. I hope all of you guys are having a very happy holiday season. Um, In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my faith walk and kind of what I believe in and how everything has gone with me and my faith. I don't really know how to put it, but I hope you guys are excited. So let's get into it. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I am back in LA. I'm back in my bedroom. I'm home for the holidays. Um, It's so cozy. I'm just, I have a tree in my room this year and I just have the tree right next to me with the tree lights and I'm sitting in bed currently recording and uh, it's just so relaxing and so nice. Before we get started, I kind of just wanted to catch up with you guys. Um, Recently, I have been watching Vlogmas like crazy. I'm really curious to know like what other vloggers other people watch. So just kind of send me a message on Instagram because I'm so curious to know. Um, I'm really big into like the teen mom vlogs. And (laughs) um, if you know me in person, you know that this is so true. I literally watch, who do I watch? I watch Van Clan, Maddie Lambert, Allie. I watch Cam and Fam. I love like the little teen mom vlogs. Um, Who else am I watching? I'm watching Kylie, um, I forgot her last name, uh, but I think it's like Kiki Meets World or something, her vlog channel, um, Kenzie Elizabeth, she actually used to go to my church, fun fact, <laughs> um, I'm watching, I think that's it for the vlogs mainly, oh, I'm watching someone else named Kiara, and she used to go to my college, and that's actually how I found her, because before I chose a college, I was researching like crazy, watching every YouTube video. I don't know if any of you guys did this, but for those of you who went to college or are in college currently, did you guys, I 100% did this, like, I looked up, like, why I left so-and-so place and I was so curious to know like why people left it and like what is the worst like what it what is the thing that I need to like be aware of like why is everyone leaving and like if a university had like a lot of videos that was like why I left why I left why I left I was like "Mm, steer clear right so she just had I think she had one one of like how I left, but she had like a lot of like what I do in the day and blah, 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 blah. So um, I watched her. That's how I found her. Um, anyways, I also wanted to tell you guys, I do this randomly. I know um, a favorite I'm currently having. I got a new book. And so I'm, well, okay, so I really want a Kindle because I'm just like buying books and I have books everywhere and then they're all in different places and then I can't find books and then I don't finish. It's just a bad cycle. It's a very bad cycle. Um, But I'm currently reading Dear Justice and as I've read it, I've realized that it's the second book in a series, so I'm going to have to get the first one. Um, but it is so good so far. I'm only like, I don't know, like on chapter two or something, but it is so good. And so I'll keep you updated. It's about these two, uh, black boys who live in, I'm not sure where 
it didn't say like the state, but it's about their stories and how like different they were and one's writing to another one from jail and the other one's at like a very prestigious university. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. So my latte of the day is, okay, so I got a milk frother for Christmas. So my mom let me uh, open some presents along the way. So there was a, well, there's actually an espresso milk frother that I wanted, but there's so many like other milk frothers like it that are cheaper than espresso. One's $100, the milk frother. That's basically as much as an espresso machine itself. So that's wild. There's just this one on Amazon that I put on my Amazon wish list that's literally the same thing, except that it's a cute color. So um, I used that today because I opened it. So amazing. And it's so quiet. I don't know why I expected it to be so loud, but it's so quiet. And it has like one of the hot and cold settings where I can like froth it for hot coffee or froth it for cold coffee. And it's so amazing. But back to what I was saying, today's latte of the day is an iced dirty chai. And for those of you who don't know what that is, for those of you who do, let's start there. Isn't it so delicious? And like the Starbucks one is so good, but their chai lattes, like their iced dirty chais are $7 are you kidding? $7. Anyway, so I make it at home. It's the Trader Joe's uh, chai mix. And then it's a double Nespresso pod, like a double espresso that I put into my Nespresso. Whoa, that was a mouthful. And then I froth some almond milk and put it in there with some ice. And so that is today's latte of the day. Um, Some things I'm grateful for is being home, um, Christmas, family, friends, that I get to open presents. I'm so thankful for that. I know that that presents aren't the reason for the season, but I'm just so thankful and feel so blessed that I get to even open one present. Um, My highs and my lows. My high is that I'm here recording with you guys and I'm home and the weather's nice because sometimes you get really hot weather in LA all the time and it's actually not too bad so that's nice. My low is that even like after school being done, like even though I'm done with everything, I feel so burned out still. Like I feel exhausted. For those of you who are in high school or college, you guys probably know the feeling that I just kind of feel like I need to be like resting for a thousand years. Like I've, I feel like I need an, a break doing nothing, just laying, sleeping for like a thousand years. I'm just so exhausted and burned out and like, I feel like no matter how much like sleep I get, I'm still exhausted and I may not be tired, but I'm like incredibly exhausted. So that's kind of my low. Okay, so for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my faith walk, and I'm so excited because I know that a lot of you chose this when I did the poll on Instagram, and so I feel like a lot of you are excited for this, so I'm excited for this. Um, Where do I begin? Okay, so I grew up going to a private Christian school, and although I had it in in school, it never really clicked with me. It was just kind of something that I knew was always there because I was told that. Um, I had Christian parents 
but we never always went to church until actually we, like my parents got divorced and then it was just me and my mom. That's when we actually started going to church consistently. I never remember really before the age of like five or six going to church. Um, it's right around that six, seven age that I remember actually going to church. I mean, I always had God in my life. We always uh, like prayed every morning in school and we set our pledge of allegiance not only to the American flag, but to the Christian flag and to the Bible. For any of you who went to private school, tell me if you guys did that too. I used to remember it like the back of my hand. Obviously, I haven't said it in a very long time, so I do not remember it. But I remember at the age of about seven, yeah, around seven, my mom and I consistently started going to church about every Sunday. Um, We found this church that I'm pretty sure she actually used to go to when she was little. She kind of wanted to go back and check it out, and then we consistently started going. Um, We met a lot of people there, a lot of friends. Um, and this church was CLA. And I remember when I was eight years old, I was told that I could go on this church camp and I was so excited and I was waiting so long to go on this church camp. And then I finally turned eight and I was like, yes, Pinecrest Kids Camp, here I come. So that year was the year that I got to go to camp And when I tell you it was a life changer, it was a life changer. At eight years old at Pinecrest Kids Camp, I gave my life to the Lord. um, And I also got baptized that same year. And granted, I did know about the Lord before this, but it never really kind of resonated with me that he was like, a father figure or someone I could count on. I thought it was just someone who was like, people talked about him and he was like a story, but you know, not really real. I didn't realize he could be like, my God, my Jesus. Like I thought it was like, yeah, like some dude out there, like, yeah, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it never really clicked until about eight years old. A few years later, we ended up actually moving to the valley, which was away from this church, and it was really sad to leave because I had had so many friends there, but it was just kind of time for a move because where my mom worked and where I went to school at was about an hour, an hour and a half away, and so we just moved closer to school and closer to her work. Mind you, I was still going to the private school. Um, I was still at the private Christian school. I still went there. Um, So I was still getting influences of God daily. Within the classrooms, we would still pray and we still had chapel. And so it wasn't something that was kind of put on the back burner. And we also found another church out in the valley that we ended up going to. As time went on... um, Being at this private school actually got harder and harder to be at, worse and worse for me. I would beg my mom to not make me go to this place. I didn't want to be there. I was, it was a mess. I would have panic attacks every morning thinking about going there. And I don't, till this day, know how to really explain it except for like there was this vibe, and I know that's a crazy thing to say, that was like, so detrimental to me. Anytime I stepped 
over there or around there in in that time and in that headspace I was in. It was just the worst place that I could be. And so it was detrimental to my mental health, definitely, but also to my faith because it was kind of a time where I was like, Lord, like, why would you make me still have to go here? Like, and mind you, my mom kind of wanted me to stay at this school because it was a K through 12 school. And I mean, I had planned always to stay there from K to 12. It was just kind of my plan. But I, I was just in such a bad place where I was crying out to God and I was asking him and I was blaming him. And I was like, why would you put me here? Why would you let me feel these struggles? Why would you let me have these panic attacks? Why are you letting me feel this way? And then even at one point, my my language kind of changed. And I was like, why are you making me feel this way? And even though I knew in the moment that wasn't God making me feel this way, there was no nothing else for me to cling on to or understand how I was feeling, except that God was making me feel this way. And so it was kind of, I was in a very toxic place. And so I knew at that instant that I had to get out of the situation that I was in, right? In my last episode, I was talking about how you aren't defined by your lowest situation. Well, that was one of my lowest situations, and I knew that I didn't want to be defined by that, so I had to get out of there. Through that year, I was just so angry, so confused. I didn't understand how a place that claimed to be God-centered, God-founded, could have so many people who didn't kind of embody the love and the characteristics of Christ. And no shade to the school that I'm talking about, but I saw so many things that made me question if this and these people claim to be God-centered, right? And every time I go around them, I feel so icky and and so kind of down on myself, essentially, then I didn't want to be what I thought was God-centered. And I, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but all I thought when I went there and through that year was that if this is what God is and if this is what God represents— then I don't really want to have anything to do with it, essentially. Along with all of that, I had gone to the school from kindergarten all the way up, and I felt like I was never allowed to grow or to change. And that was one thing that like, I felt really suffocated me, and I was like, if I, how am I supposed to grow and discover my faith and become a person who I want to become if I'm in a place that is restricting me to who I was essentially in elementary school, right? So needless to say, I knew I had to leave. And so starting high school, I had gone from a somewhat small private school to a massive public school. And you can only imagine the culture shock I went through. I didn't even know what to do. I didn't even know half the things that teenagers did, they did. I didn't know anything. And I can tell you, I am so grateful 
that I made that change because without that massive culture shock, there's no way that I would be who I am today. There is absolutely no way. So kind of to fast forward you guys a little bit, um, I ended up going back to the private school because there was it was it was just too big there was no way that i would kind of hang on in that ginormous school i was going through a huge culture shock um my mom ended up putting me back into that private school and in my head i was convinced that it was going to be different that maybe somehow i would see god more I would see God more in the people that somehow the people and the faculty at this school would have, I don't know, come to, grown up, I don't know, but I thought it would be different. It wasn't. Um, it was the same. I I seemed happy and I seemed like a very well-structured, quote-unquote, Christian girl. And yes, I did have a faith in, I did have faith in God um, at the time, and I still do now, but I I put on this show of being happy and being this quote-unquote perfect Christian girl, and it was more of an act to kind of get through things. Not only was it an act to get through things, but I felt like if these people all say they feel Christ and this is what they're like— then I needed to be like that or else they'd think I was a heathen, right? So I was like, I need to look like and act like they do or else they're going to think that I'm a non-believer and they're going to actually see how I'm feeling and then they're going to judge me and they're going to say that I'm I'm way more of a sinner than them and they're going to say all these things about me. So I kept it covered. I kept it looking like I was this perfect Christian girl when in reality on the inside I was questioning God more and more every day, right? I was asking him, why do I feel like this? Why? What is it about this school? Why are the people like this? They all seem so happy, God. They all seem so sure of you and so content in you, and they all pray and get what they want, and they're all perfect this, and they're all in the industry this. They're that, that, and the other. Why do I feel like this on the inside? Like, why do I feel like this? I'm trying to act like them, but I don't feel the way they look. So then again, I felt like I had to leave. So I ended up leaving. And when I tell you this was the best move for my life, leaving again, I moved to another public school, a different one. And when I tell you the people at this public school embodied Christ and kindness and love in the attributes of Christ more than the people who were claiming to be perfect Christian go-getters who go to church every single day, who try to put up this front. I was so confused when I went to a public school that doesn't claim to, to have all the Christians in it have people and teachers who took me in, who helped me get into college, who who were so eager to serve and help me. And that is where I truly saw 
the body of Christ come together and in the love of Christ and felt the love of Christ was in these people who didn't try to act perfect, who didn't try to, I don't know, like try to keep up with the Jones, so to say. It was in the least of these and in the people that are the least expected And if you look in the Bible, that's who God works through. God works through the ones we don't expect. And so in that year, God and I kind of had a chat and we we talked and I told him I was sorry. I was sorry for faking it and not really going into his word. I was sorry for telling everyone that I was praying constantly when I really wasn't. And telling everyone, I'm reading my Bible this, I'm reading my Bible that, when I really wasn't. Because it was in that moment that I truly, it was in that year through those people that I truly saw the love of God. It was the people who would walk me or drive me home because I was not having a great mental health day. It was the people who became my friend on the first and second day of school, even though they I came in the middle of a semester and they had no idea who I was. They had no reason to be my friend. It was those people who showed me the true love of Christ. I know this is a long one, guys, so just (laughs) just stick with me. I hope you guys are liking the episode so far. Now, I kind of want to talk about what my what my faith is and and. I think I have a little bit of a different approach on it, and I think some of you are going to be kind of surprised, Um, but I hope those of you who are listening, who are trying to kind of get a feel out or anything, I hope this helps you. This is a topic that I could talk about for hours and hours and hours. Um, So if you guys ever want to have a faith conversation with me, just send me a message. I would love to. But... um, my faith is something that I hold very dear to my heart. I look at as it, ooh, tongue twister, I look at it as way more of a relationship than I do just a re- some religion I practice. I see my faith in my relationship with God. I it's something that I have to that I have to work on, that I have to kind of I don't be present with like it's like if you're in a relationship like you have to listen to them you have to talk to them and I don't see it I put my emphasis way more on relationship than I do religion do I go to church yes do I read my bible yes but there are so many people that I have found who are in the Christian religion who focus solely on judging people because they don't fit the standard of that religion, who don't accept people because they don't follow the rules of a certain religion, who just don't love on those who appear differently and don't accept those who look or act in a different way because it doesn't match what their religion says. When in all reality, God calls us to love. So I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with the people who claim to be Christians but don't love all people. Sometimes people 
use religion as a way to be holier than thou and a way to judge people. And that's not okay. And I'm not saying all people who are really religious do this, but I'm saying that it's something that I found that's been done. So I just choose to focus on relationship or religion. I definitely make it a priority of mine to love on those who don't love Christ. I I don't judge. And that's one thing I pride myself on is I don't judge. I'm not here to judge. That's God's job. He's the ultimate judge. I am not put on this earth to be anyone's judge. I'm put on this earth to love people and make them feel special and make them feel needed and wanted. And I think that kind of runs into what I'm trying to be. I want people to know that they are heard, they are loved, and they are seen. You are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. If that's one thing that you can take away from this, then I hope you do. I, since high school, have been saying that you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. It, that is my purpose, my God-given purpose on this earth is to let everyone know that they are seen, that they are loved, and they are heard. I had a teacher, I think it was my uh, sophomore year of high school, so I was at the private school, who said, you need to be a follower of Christ and not a fan. And I know some of you had him too, <laughs> but that really stuck with me. I don't want to just be a fan of Christ. I Those are the people who can spew every word, know everything, and that's good. That's good. But those are the people that when you ask them, like, what is your relationship with God? they're going to not have an answer. I can tell you personally that God and I have a tight relationship. We talk. He hears me when I cry. Sometimes his answer is no. He answers me, but sometimes his answer is no. And do I like it? No. But do I come to realize that that is better than what I had planned for myself? Yes. And is sometimes the answer yes? Yes, it is. But I want to tell you guys that I'm trying to be a follower and not a fan. I don't want to just be someone who can recite something but not actually know what it means. Also, I just kind of wanted to make it clear, yes, I am still a Christian. I do consider myself a Christian. I just very much place my emphasis on my relationship with Christ. So that is kind of the rundown of my testimony, my my whatever you want to call it, my my relationship with Christ, my faith walk. I know it got a little bit preachy there at the end, so sorry for any of you who didn't want it, but it's kind of what I felt in my heart. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you guys will come back for next week. Um, and next week, will it be the new year? No, not yet. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But next week will be good. It'll be an after Christmas and then it will be the new year. And I think I'll probably next episode will be my goals. And so I come back if you want to hear that. Bye. Have a good one. Have a good night, day, week, whatever you're listening to it. Bye.